The Koi Gig Pod. Who is this serving? And what is the end goal? It would be kind of nice to know. I feel like we haven't had quite enough Irish bias this year, so I am quite happy to see this. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. It's delighted to say we have the Irish basketball star Rachel Houston in the studio with us this morning. Morning, Rachel. How are things? Thanks for having me on the show, Shane. Surrounded by Meath women here. <laughs> We've got Ratos and Dunshockland <laughs> represented. It's good to have two in. I Love know, it. definitely. <laughs> the Royals represented. Uh, Rachel, you had, a, you had a, a big game against the Netherlands recently. I know the result didn't quite go yeah. uh, as, as planned in the Eurobasket qualifiers. 59-56, but I mean... The Dutch are a quality, quality outfit, so signs are positive? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I think going into this game, we had had a good bit of preparation done over the summer. Um, and obviously, we played them a full year previously. And at that stage, I think there was more than 20 points in the difference between the two teams. So for us, it was more about just like seeing where we come in the year and how much like pr- preparation had helped. And um, so we went in uh, feeling that bit more confident. And I think I don't think any of us realised just how well we'd start off. And so obviously, it nearly makes it a, a, that bit more disappointing when like it was in our grasp. And obviously, we're going to be looking back at video now and seeing like where things went wrong and what we still need to improve on but just in terms of after getting over the disappointment and obviously it still hurts but um, to take the positives out of it too and to see how much actually we have come on in the year and hopefully take that into the next window. You have the final qualifiers against the Czechs in February. So yeah, so that'll be yeah we'll be heading to Prague then for that. I think it's the 9th of February. Um, so again, we still have time. We have like over Christmas now. We'll probably have another camp or something like that. Um, and like I said, get a bit of like you know video in and different things like that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good fun. When did you first break into the Irish senior setup? Oh, well, the senior setup I think was probably in 2021. So it was actually there was the, the kind of COVID year. Nothing happened in basketball. We didn't have a season, and um, so it was kind of tough for us as well because no one had you know any basketball or any <laughs> practice, and then suddenly we went into this kind of um, the Europeans for the small countries as a team. So I remember even the first game in that competition, uh, like it was my first um, like senior cap, but also it was my first game in. <laughs> like over a year so even just thinking about refs and stuff I was like how does this work again <laughs> the rules what <laughs> are the rules I was like am I going to be fouled out in the first couple of minutes but um, so that was yeah 2021 was my first cap for the senior team and then since then now obviously there's not as many opportunities as underage because you have those kind of big tournaments that are happening over two weeks whereas this is more spread out um, but yeah since then yeah and just when you mentioned the underage so from when you started to now at this present point have you seen much progression within the game? I definitely know I definitely have um, like even when you're looking at like co- competitions within Ireland themselves like National Cup and even now I feel like I'm not that old but even when I'm looking at girls that are under 18 now that are coming up just there's so much more focus on individual skills whereas like previously it was just kind of obviously it's still a team game but it was more about the team and who just like fought harder and who just wanted it more It's that's still obviously a big element but you can see all these camps are very focused on individual skill sets and the offensive um, plays and different things like that so you can really see that coming through and girls that are like 16 and 17 so I definitely think even in the past couple of years there's been a huge improvement and with coverage then as well you're seeing that the games are are live in TG Cahar so I suppose that all helps the profile of the game Oh, 100%. Like, it's great that TG Car cover them. And then with National Cup, they cover that too. And now that they have the Basketball Ireland TV, it just means that people who might necessarily be able to travel to games, especially if it is, like, across the country, they can still watch. And you're just watching games that you might even have thought about looking at or you 
wouldn't travel to go see. And like even myself, um, like I've had people in Dunchoclin just say, oh, I saw you on TV. And like they uh-huh. might never have watched a basketball game before or even if it's in college, like they'll be like, oh, we'll stick on Tiji Kahar. So it really is a great thing. Like the more people that see it, hopefully the more people that get involved and hopefully mm-hmm. that'll keep spreading and it'll just get bigger. It's funny, like we were chatting to, to Kevin Caban on the show earlier and he was talking about being at the 2002 World Cup and almost getting emotional yesterday watching back videos of the national yeah. anthem and that sort of thing like do you ever get used to that feeling of pulling on the green jersey I think um, I don't think you ever get used to it no and I do think like you were saying you do get emotional I remember even after because you put so much work into it and I think when we were underage especially like your whole summer would just be spent with the team so like every single minute of every day you'd have camp and I remember obviously then there's little things that you associate then with different tournaments and stuff like that like songs or you know different memories and I remember I was just sitting in the car and like the songs started playing that I just associate with that kind of time I was like nearly tearing up kind of just because yeah. Obviously, they're just such a big part of your life. So um, I don't think it ever does when you're standing there in the national anthems playing, and especially even with the Dutch, like there's a full arena and, you know, everyone's singing along. Like, it's just a really special moment. And I don't think you ever really get used to that. I can imagine. And like, we, we've had conversations on the show over the last number of weeks about PE in Ireland and how maybe we need to improve in terms of the, the, the amount of hours for starters yeah. that the PE is given, especially to young girls. Um, like what was that experience like for you was it was basketball was PE how you first came into basketball or, or how did it come about um, so in primary school there actually we had um, like a camp Kevin Troy came to do like a camp and I think we were just talking about that there yeah. um, we think it might have just been like on a Friday for like a couple of weeks in a row and that was kind of when I was first properly introduced to the game and mm. you know how amazing it could be and just like the passion that he has for the sport and that's kind of what got me involved into it and then one of my friend's dads he would have been quite big in basketball when he was younger and like thinking about going to America obviously that was different back then obviously even a bigger commitment with like you know communication and travelling and stuff um, so that's kind of how then I got involved and then I just joined the local team um, but definitely like PE I think <laughs> there could still be a lot of work done and keeping people involved and participating especially when you get to secondary school level like I'd say about not even 20% of the girls actually like were involved in PE when we had PE you know everyone was sitting out so I'm not sure how you tackle that or like how you try and get people more interested but it's definitely up for discussion yeah well, yeah, we were it will help we were talking before we come on just because I would go to a primary school that was close I suppose yeah. in Chocolin and Calvin Troy came into our school as well and like I always remember for like the four weeks that he was there like the passion that he brought like none of us had ever played basketball we were very much GA like Hurling, Camogie, football yeah. that was it no one played soccer no one played rugby yeah. and I just remember we were allowed to get you know courts put out into the yard and we were all obsessed and yeah. I'll never forget him like I always remember that passion as a coach what he was like and the influence he had on all of us and that was just for one month yeah. you know it wasn't yeah. like I had him for a few years so when I had seen that's how you started out it's you know it's incredible and he's in his own right such a good player as well yeah. and obviously coming from the US and exactly. you know, we didn't really have that I suppose that influence in Ireland as yeah. much yeah and I think like you're saying there as well like when you do see those people who are so passionate and so skilled in their, in their sport like that's definitely something you know like I even I was over in America over the summer and I went to a Chicago Sky game like in the WNBA and like I was just absolutely in awe of these players and obviously I've seen them on TV and like follow them on Instagram but seeing them in person there I was like I wish I had seen this when I was like 14 mm. 15 yeah, this because is I, got, I got home and I was like I just want to get practicing now so I definitely think like getting people like that more involved and making them just like more available to younger kids to be able to talk to or to see and just you know 
really can spark, like ignite the spark and kind of get you passionate about something. So it's a huge thing. Yeah. I think even Kieran Donaghy has said that on the show different times where mm-hmm. like he ju- he's encouraging people to get into games in Tralee and watch the experience and, you know, the lights and the show and the yeah. whole everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If people only went in and watched the matches, yeah. they would be left inspired like. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Like even uh, like I was saying, when we were, we had Europeans in Dublin, and the, just the crowd was just amazing. And even people still say now, like that was one of the best experiences, even just as the spectator, because it was just you just felt like part of it, even if you didn't have anyone like from family playing or something like that. Mm-hmm. It just makes it this whole event, and like it's something really memorable. So I think definitely the more people that come and get involved and properly get involved, you know, just the better they'll get. Yeah. And you mentioned joining your local team yeah. when you were growing up and there, there wasn't that many local teams. No. Has that changed nowadays in Ireland? I'm not 100% sure. I know still kind of, we would have been the only team in Meath for a, a long, long while. I think mm. there was then one started up in Navin. But even then, like the Northeast League, we'd have to travel to Monaghan, to Longford, like to Cavan to play games. And obviously like, that was you'd enjoy that on the weekend or Sunday you'd go off and stop in McDonald's on the way home but <laughs> like you know it would be even better if you know there was even school like I know there are school leagues now starting with secondary schools but even as early as primary school get people involved because with Gaelic and different things like that and hurling people start off in the academies and they're you know four or five six with tiny little hurls like playing the same could be said for basketball so I think just obviously even like basketball team you only need you know, not that many players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can just start it up and get people involved, definitely you'll start to grow. And you can learn a lot as well because a lot of the coaches that go from basketball, you know, go into GA, same sort of skill set. A lot of coaches say that, you know, GA coaches say that if you play basketball, you're a shoe in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it definitely, I think no matter what sport you play, it obviously they all overlap mm. in terms of like hand-eye coordination. Um, I know myself <clears throat> from playing Gaelic, like, like I think from playing basketball because it's so, um, like the court's so small and everyone's so close together, you really do get comfortable being under pressure with the ball. So like obviously Gaelic, you've got the whole pitch. Now obviously it's that bit more physical because it's contact sports. People <laughs> are like push you and hit you and stuff like that. But you do get that bit more comfortable on the ball and maybe you can see that overlapping. And I know that's why sometimes you can see sometimes inter inter-county teams come and do basketball training just probably yeah. for those reasons the same way in the other direction as well with Gaelic and going back to or hurling, oh, sorry I keep mentioning Gaelic but <laughs> yeah it all kind of interlinks and helps out yeah. mm-hmm. You were one of these really annoying all-rounders when you were younger oh, like no. badminton, yeah, was I it badminton so. Irish dancing Gaelic, <laughs> basketball, just good at everything basically I know, I think for me it was more I just, I I started off with Gaelic and I think I just kind of got the bug like I, I liked running, I liked just I was competitive and I think once you've got a couple of those things like it really does <laughs> happen so yeah I just loved all the sports really and just stayed involved yeah Was it tough to then focus on one and pick basketball I'm sure that's not an easy decision you have to choose at some point I guess Yeah I think first of all you forget like I'd love to be able to play them all and like you don't have enough days in the week but also just when you're 15 you're able to do that you'd play you know for under 14s and then you'd have an under 16 game you know you'd be able to do all that in one day whereas now you need time to recover um, and then just with everything else like it was tough and I don't know I think it was really probably because of the Irish team that basketball just those experiences that it gave me that's kind of what gave it the foot up the leg up but um yeah, it was tough and I tried to stay at the Gaelic and like I'd kind of come in and out in the summer maybe and like make a couple of trains, make a couple of games. But got to the stage, I remember one time I came back and played a match and um, like I nearly tore about my hamstrings. Like I was crying mm. coming off. We won the game, but I was just like in bits and I couldn't walk for like a month afterwards. Not worth it. 
just I was like for first of all I felt terrible not being able to fully commit to something mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. really want to but then second of all I was like actually for my own physical health like this is not doable and I'm just going to hurt myself even more so I, at that stage then I think that was after in like 2017 I was like look unless I'm able to commit fully I can't just be coming back and forth so I had to make the decision yeah, yeah. that's tough am I right in saying you're a medical student in Trinity as yeah. well yeah I'm where do you find the hours in the day yeah I know no, I think definitely it's it, it, it's a fine balance and you definitely have to be a bit selfish. I think when I was in first and second year, I felt like, you know, I had to do everything for everyone. I couldn't say no. Whereas mm-hmm. I think the older you get, the bit more like I have to do this for me. So like if something doesn't work, I just have to say no and say like either I can't make this training or I have exams coming up. And like if that means that maybe I won't get started or I get less minutes, so be it. Like that just... You kind of have to balance it out and just uh, to be able to do everything really and to keep it up for as long as possible too. So I don't. Uh, and at one point you did have offers from the US. Um, I think like that after the Europeans, I had never even really considered it or even thought about it before. Um, and then after that Europeans in Dublin, we did quite well. Obviously, probably the, the coaches and stuff were looking at those games and because we were in then the final, that's like the high profile game. Um, so, yeah, I had a f- couple of people reach out and did a couple of interviews. But like I said, because there's nothing I'd really considered and thought about. It's not something you just decide off the bat off the bat without properly thinking of because it's a huge commitment and over there it's a whole other story like your life is mm. basketball um, and then like that as well with I wanted to do medicine and it's a you can't do that over there you have to do pre-med and it's like this whole other thing so I kind of just had to weigh up what my priorities were and I think just ultimately the, the four year commitment and just how much of your life goes into it and then also with what I wanted to do it just didn't really <laughs> work out or fit in so sometimes you think oh I wonder what it would have been like but look that's in the past now but some of the girls have gone over now some younger girls it's great to just watch them and keep up mm. to do how they're doing Absolutely I suppose yeah. when you get into work as well it's probably similar to Jack McCaffrey's story with the dubs where he's you know working in medicine obviously getting um, the time to play Gaelic and train as well so yeah. you, you probably have to balance the two somehow it's not an easy thing to do yeah no definitely not and I don't know how he's doing that either it's like a full time job um, but no like that and you just it also is you have to have people around you that are understanding as well and like understand that it's not because you don't want to be committed or like that you don't want to be there all the time it's just like it's not feasible and it's not possible to be able to keep everything up so I think once you have those people around you and people understand that and accept that um, and obviously once you just communicate that well you just don't not show up for the different things like that then you you know it's fine and hopefully like usually there's there's no issues and you just try and keep it balanced yeah you're saying your dad is dutch yeah so, like uh, tell us the story about how your parents met this is the sorry the most romantic <laughs> story i've heard and since the notebook maybe <laughs> oh really <laughs> i've not heard this yeah no they um so my mom went with one of her really close friends i i think it was christmas time to i'm going to say the canary course it was Islands. christmas just to add to the, <laughs> yeah. yeah i know i know uh, the canary islands i can't remember which one it was and then my dad went with one of his best friends to the canary islands on holidays now i'd say they were maybe like 21, 22, I'm not 100% sure. And they just like met in a bar and then obviously um, like mom went home, dad went home and like back then... (laughs) I'm not saying they're really old, but <laughs> obviously things weren't the same as they are now. So, like, write letters or, like, they'd have to set times to, like, ring each other at the phone box. Yeah, and, like, God. someone else could have been at the phone box, so you can't just send a text to say, like, you know... Hold on. Hold I'm on, I'm, I'm here. Um, and the funny thing was is actually... The two people that they both went with, went with, they're actually married now as well. But no they way. only live over in my Holland, God. so they're like the reverse of my family. Um, but like, mom moved over to Holland first initially. She lived there for eight years, so she did her stint. But yeah, no, they came back to Ireland then afterwards. So amazing! Yeah, no, it's funny. It's that's class. Yeah. Story. 
you, you have spoken a bit of, spoken a bit of Dutch then growing up, no doubt. Yeah, no, I would have. Like, I was my brother's two years older, so he was born there. I was born there, and we moved over back here. Sorry, when I was like four months old, so like I've lived here all my life. But obviously, all my dad's family's there. We would have gone for weeks in the summer, like every second Christmas, midterm breaks. So yeah, like we just learned from speaking it. Like, I don't ask me to write anything down or to read anything out, and obviously it gets rusty. I haven't been there in a good while now because of COVID and stuff. Of course, as well. I just couldn't travel. Um, so hopefully it'll come back to me. But yeah, no, I can I can get by. I could live there like and get by but so it's nice to have that kind of yeah absolutely they must be very proud as well to see you playing for Ireland oh no definitely definitely and I think it was just hilarious as well like out of all the teams that we could have been drawn with that are in the competition of course it's going to be the Dutch team (laughs) you know like that's the chances but at least we got a trip over there like when my parents went over there they could visit everyone and all like my Dutch family could come to the games too so that was kind of nice you know at the end of the day but um yeah no it's, it's great yeah Hopefully, yeah, you're going to trip the Canary Islands out of it at some point as well. <laughs> yeah, go back to the, the roots. Back to the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. back to the bar. Yeah, yeah, and the phone booth as well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing. Will you get a chance to kind of unwind over Christmas and relax a bit, or is it all focused on, on February? Um, no, I think there'll be time. We have, like I was saying, for just our clubs, we have the National Cup, which is kind of the start of January, so the semi final. So obviously, we'll be focused on that, but we definitely do have, like, I think a week off or so just kind of to ourselves, no training. I know we should probably be doing stuff ourselves, but it's good to take time off. Um, I'm going over to Edinburgh myself, actually, for a couple of days. Just I've heard lots about the Christmas market. It's amazing. Yeah, so Love I like, have to do something. I needed something to look forward to as well, <laughs> like, to yeah. keep going. Um, so I'm just doing that and just take a bit of a break, but then back at it again because obviously that's the thing with the National Cup semis straight after Christmas or straight after New Year's you know you want to have fun but you also want to be focused because it's a big game so um, yeah so I'll take a break but then hopefully get that yeah day. you need the rest you need yeah. a few days exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rachel great to have you in um, so listen, thank you uh, best of luck in the game in February and hopefully enjoy the Christmas as well thank you very much Amy. Good you stuff. too <laughs> OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.